So close yet so far. Could almost taste the Big 12 championship for just a little teeny tiny bit. I was right there at the 50 yard line. I was watching this. I didn't believe going in, but I started to believe as the game began unwinding. They start off the first series. Sam Ellinger misses Colin Johnson and Humphrey for touchdowns, but converts a couple long third downs, goes and scores, and it looks like Texas is is in route to a Big 12 championship. Then all of a sudden, the end of the first half, Brecken Hager probably makes the biggest impact he's ever made in a, in a Texas. SOU game uh, gets a face mask penalty when it looks like they're trying to settle for a field goal. They end up getting a timeout. They score a touchdown. Uh, Texas looks like they're going to take the lead in the third quarter, but Cameron Dicker misses the extra point, and then it's all downhill from there. An opportunity uh, to take the lead with 8.27 left, down three. Sam Ellinger gets sacked in the end zone. Uh, OU scores again. Lil Jordan Humphrey appears to uh, have a kickoff return touchdown with under two minutes left and maybe a puncher's chance. Gets called back for a penalty. That's the end of that. OU, your 2018 Big 12 champions. And and De- Derek joining me right now, Derek Foreman, uh, my co-host of the 41 Acres podcast, number one podcast uh, in the entire land on all things Texas Longhorn College football. Derek, uh, so close yet so far, but I don't think we're either one of us are surprised that Texas came up on the short end of things in the Big 12 championship. No, not surprised at all, man. Uh, you know, just watching the game. Um, I honestly, I feel like, like Texas came out, you know, with energy, uh, starting the game off. Uh, you know, those were two, you know, looking at it, you know, hindsight being 2020, those are two big misses anytime that you leave points, uh, on the, uh, board against, uh, OU, a team that we know have a high powered offense that we know that, that can score. The defense, you know, wasn't looking great early on in the game. Uh, you know, Sam missed a, a couple of balls, man, that could have put extra points, uh, on the board. Uh, just a disappointing loss, uh, to say the least. I believe those guys went out there and they, they played hard for the most part. Uh, but, you know, congratulations to, to OU, man. Uh, you and I both picked OU to win this game. It's just difficult to, beat uh, a team twice. I Especially thought that, a team that good. Yeah, well, you know, I, I thought, like I uh, alluded to on the last podcast, I thought that, that OU motivation, not saying that Texas by any means weren't, wasn't motivated, I just think that OU with the motivation of, uh, of, of you know, the the revenge factor and you know coming into the playoff. in yeah and then you know obviously you know being able to get into the playoff which they did you know obviously Kyler Murray winning the Heisman we'll get into that and touch on that later on in the podcast but uh I mean for the most part it, it was disappointing to to Texans fans man uh I will say this on the upside man uh the trajectory uh that Tom Herman and his staff have this team uh, uh playing at and and even you know going into uh to next year I, I think that you know it's just trending up. Upward, man. It is trending upward, and, and you know the positive thing, and, and the most important thing that could have happened this year is you find a quarterback, and it looks like they did find their quarterback. Sam Ellinger is going to be the guy, uh, so you have to feel good about that. But as for the game itself, man, I I, I got to salute all the kids out there. Uh, you know, Stearns gets hurt. That was a, that was a huge injury for them. Although, oh, you lost Hollywood too for a little bit, so you know it kind of cancels out. But I got to salute all the kids except one, and you know, the, the, I guess the. The only good thing, the only good thing about, about this loss is I only have to watch Brecken Hager play one more game for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. Because the way that this young man made a total ass, he is a total disgrace to University of Texas football. And it's, it's a damn shame that his dad is UT royalty, but 
for this kid to come out before the game, talk all the crap he did about Oklahoma, talk all the smack, uh, make it basically about him where he says that he's going to cut his hair if they win the Big 12 championship. He was probably actually glad they lost because the hair brings attention to him that he clearly wants. And then after the game, after he had one tackle in a game one. in which he, he bashed, bashed a team, after a game in which he had a costly penalty in which you give Oklahoma four free points, a team that it's going to be hard to keep up with as it is, he puts out a picture on Instagram of his hand, and Texas Texas officials are calling it a quote-unquote accident after the game. It looks like he punched a damn locker is what it looks like, and that's the word out of there. So not only did you go out there and talk smack, not only did you suck all season, not only did you maybe put your team in position to where they had to fight what was already an uphill battle even more, you punched a locker, you look like a total jackass, and congratulations on your senior season. 31 tackles, two and a half sacks uh, on your senior season. Very, very good job by you. The kid needs to grow up because, you know, when, when you look at what you want guys to be, Tom Herman can praise him and all these guys can talk about him being a leader. He made an ass clown of himself all season long. And all the extra stuff that he put out there, punching a locker, doing all that, unnecessary. If Sam Ellinger wants to come out and talk smack and give Oklahoma some bulletin board material, I'm all in favor of it. If Sam Ellinger wants to do it, that's fine. If Lil Jordan Humphrey wants to do it, that's fine. If Gary Johnson wants to do it, that's fine. If somebody who's who's going to go out there and ball out is going to do it, that's fine. But I don't need a guy who I don't know how he got thirty-one tackles. Somehow they gave him nine in the Oklahoma State game. I don't know if I don't know if his uh, his uncle was keeping score or what. But Brecken Hager, they said he's going to play in the bowl game despite that hand thing. I want him to just sit this out and go away because I've had enough of this. I've had enough of that extra stuff and. He is a kid, and who knows what I was doing when I was his age. It was, it was, it was probably worse. I've been known to punch a window or something like that. But the, the, the young man's got a lot of growing up to do, and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty awful the senior season he had. Uh, Landry, you know, we're, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just being hard on the kid. We've been hard on the kid all year, and, you know, maybe the kid need a break. No, f that. He don't need no goddamn break, man. I'm just bullshit. Y'all, man, y'all know what say, it is, man. man. I was man, about to say, Hey, bro. this, this kid here, man, is, is, you know, I don't want to go as far as say just a disgrace to the university. Cause I mean, off the field again, you know, this kid, you know, really may be a really, really good kid. And I believe that he is, man. We only talk about these kids production on the field, man. And this dude absolutely gave us nothing. He has a highlight tape. If you want to see it, type in hey, Ed that, Corby that, Davidson on Twitter and type in Hager and you'll see, you'll see how he spent this OU game. Bro, that, he's that, more time on his back than a porn star. That's that's <laughs> that's not a, that's not a freaking high light tape. God. That's a high low tape. God, like brick. I mean, come on, dude. You no, know, the punch in the locker and all these, you know, antics that you're doing, the bullet to more material, all that crap. you know, all come this on, stuff, bro, dude. I mean, this stuff had absolutely. And, but but I blame the Austin media. I honestly blame the Austin no, media lock because they Preach. continue to put the microphone, shove a microphone in this dude's face, man. And, and I don't blame him reason. for that, though. I don't blame him for that because I do that. It's, I've, I've been in this business. I've been in the media for, for about a decade now. And and, and so I, I'm, I'm going to put a microphone in front of guys that are going to say dumb stuff just because it gets headlines. But when you're in charge of having an opinion, and I'm talking about the Chip Browns, I'm talking about the uh, Anwar Richardsons, I'm talking about all these guys who cover the team, and Tom Herman tells you that Brecken Hager is playing good, and you repeat it. You yes. need to have look. It's it's your job to talk to the coach, but you also got to realize coaches aren't always going to be honest with you. And when it's your job to cover this team, and you see what Brecken Hager 
Booker's doing every single week. You see how he might be in position, but he's out of control. You might see when he's out of position and he's not making plays. When you sit there and say that he is playing good, that's you're not doing your job. And that's great. Maybe maybe you can still tread water and cover the team and do everything like that and, and do what you got to do. But you're nothing more to me when it comes to going to people and actually respecting their opinion and letting them think for themselves. You're nothing more than a than a decorated, paid PR guy if you let Tom Herman tell you Breck and Hager played good this year. Well, I watched every damn snap. He did not play good. Everybody knows that. And that's why there's only a few guys like the Brian Davises of the world who will, who will actually develop an opinion when they have this. Tom Herman saying that Breck and Hager's played good. He's been beyond awful this year, and the extra stuff is what makes it worse. We don't t- sit here and, and clown P.J. Locke. P.J. Yeah. Locke made a lot of well, mistakes, and P.J. Locke got lost in coverage a lot. That's a good young man. He's out there doing everything. He's not trying to bring extra attention to himself. He's right. out there doing his thing. It's not I about mean, just here, clowning a kid. Here, here's, here's the thing. P.J. Locke sucked. But he know he sucks. So guess what he does that differs uh, from a Chris Boyd and differs from a Bricker Hager. You know what I'm saying? He shuts the up. He doesn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, dude, he understands the concept. Dude, I, I can't sit up here and I can't really say anything if I'm not out there balling, dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. Brandon Jones comes in, at least this kid makes plays, yeah. You know, he needs to work on coverage a little bit, but at least this kid make plays. But uh PJ Locke, he doesn't say anything. Chris Boyd opens his mouth, you know, he gets forty five yards in penalty, uh uh, you know, in this last game. Forty five yard in yards in penalty, which is ridiculous, man. He can't hold uh anyone on a double move, man. We've been seeing him get beat on double moves all year. He's really and, he's really and, if he wants to get to the league, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Derek. go ahead. He's go gotta, ahead, man. He's gotta locate the ball before. Because a lot of times he he doesn't see the ball and then he plays it. That that can work in college every once in a while, but Chris Boyd has to start locating the ball because you ain't gonna last very long in this league if you're not gonna see the ball. Man, hey, uh, and I, mean, I think Boyd's a good corner. He's fine. I mean, he's all right. I mean, I don't know if he's like gonna be like a, a, a early draft pick or anything, but he at least goes out there and plays a little bit. That, I mean, well, you know, Hager, I, I, Hager's I, a low point. I, I, I will say say this about Chris Boyd. And I've been ragging Chris Boyd all season, man. Honestly, and it's nothing personal. Like I said, again, I just judge you on your your play. And I mean, it, it's been times where you know he's made plays. It's been times where he's given up a lot of big plays. You know, uh, my thing about Chris Boyd is I expected more of him coming into the season and he's been inconsistent, you know, to say the least. Uh you know, but but you know, besides the little faux pas that he had, uh the little back and forth kind of with uh um you know with Acho. Acho, uh other than that man, you know, he really he's hasn't right. uh um, you know really been you know uh out there just, you know, um uh, saying, you know, or whatever the case may be, but, uh, Brick, man, again, you know, for you to be this, this spokesman and give these, uh, OU bulletin board material or whatever. And I mean, just like Landry, uh, said earlier, man, go, go look at his highlights, man, or, or lowlights, we should say. I mean, this dude is getting manhandled on Twitter. And also, I mean, like, they're trying to score a field goal. Like, your, your only priority with the 22 seconds left when you got that face mask is to, is to let them score a field goal. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what, what exactly are you thinking? You're a senior. Like, that, what, that, what exactly? What exactly are you? Are you thinking that? That's and then wrong. you punch a wall, and then and then you meet your meat-headed ass. Not only punches a wall or whatever the hell you did, the accident. You post it on Instagram and then delete it. And oh, by the way, you're talking all this smack about Oklahoma. And as soon as you lose that game, you delete your Twitter account. Yeah, you delete your <laughs> yeah. Twitter account. Pussy. Come on, young man. 
Like, come on, young man. Like, you, you've been talking all that smack, and you delete your Twitter account after that and don't face the music. Yeah. You know, you, hey, man, if you put it out there, man, hey, the energy that you put out there, man, you got to be able to, you know, kind of take a, 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 you know, sip of your own medicine, so to speak, man. So, I mean, if you're going to talk all that smack, man, and, and then, you know, after the OU game, you go and delete your Twitter account, well, obviously, probably because you know that you sucked out there. You know what I'm saying? And you know that you gave up a big penalty that actually kind of swung the momentum of the game. Tackle. You know, you had one, you had one tackle, bro. One tackle. 33, 31 on the season, you, and I don't know how he got nine against Oklahoma State. I watched that game. There were no nine tackles. Man, there. I, I didn't he see, was nine, I didn't see nine tackles, man. I don't know you who know, kept, I, I, I don't know I, who I'll, kept score there. I, I'll say this, you know, and, and, and this, and this is no, no shot, man, because I respect, uh, you know, Chip Brown or whatever. That's my boy. I've been on, on his show as well as Onwar, you know, Onwar and I, you know, we talked. That's my boy, man. But I mean, here's the difference with, with us. And, and, and those guys, and I, and I, and I say this respectfully. I guess to a degree, you know, those guys, they, they write and they, you know, comment on, on what they see they're or, in the or building, the game they're in the building but every day. But they're in the building, you know, every day or, or, or around, uh, these guys and, and, uh, you know, Herman's press conference or whatever. So they, for, for whatever reason, they're not going to just go in on, Anyone I mean, you ain't got to go lose. in, but you got to yeah. at least acknowledge the guy hadn't played yeah, good. They, they, don't they, they say don't... Tom Herman. Tom Herman said that he played good, so that's the verdict. Yeah, you're a jock sniffer if you do that. You think? You, all right, let me let me just put it this way. I go to the Texans game and I cover the games. Right. Me and Bill O'Brien had a showdown uh, in, in, hey. after the Texans game against the Cowboys. Yes, you did. And Bill O'Brien tried to say, tried to, tried to, tried to basically say, "I don't know." I followed up with, "What?" He, I said, "You don't know." He said, "I don't know." Do you honestly think that everything that Bill O'Brien says to me at a press conference, I'm going to come here and repeat? No, oh, I'm going to no think doubt. for myself. And that's the difference. That's the difference. That's why these college. That's why. That's why. College programs, they, 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 they bully you with access and stuff, but I just think you gotta have a little bit more of a pulse. I know they're kids. I'm not sitting here saying you gotta ride them, but don't, don't try to tell me Brecken Hager had a good season. Have, don't try to I tell mean, me Brecken Hager but, but, had a good know, season. And don't try know, to tell me he was hurt. Don't try to tell me all that stuff. Bottom line, you know, writers, you know, y'all start having some more balls, man, to, to say the least, man. I mean, you know, I understand, you know, you guys don't want to lose access to the players or whatever. We know Herman can and be they don't kind have of to have a, hot takes, uh, but you, damn. Know, you know, Herman can be kind of a pompous ass, so you never know how he may react to you saying something negative about me. And that's what make our podcast, man, so freaking great, man. Because we don't give a damn about having no access to Herman or, you know, press passes or whatever the case may be. We give the fans what you guys want to hear. We give y'all complete, raw, uncut honesty here at the 41 Acres, man. This is what we're going to do. We've been bringing it to you guys all season. You guys have been showing great love all season. You guys have said it yourself that we have the best podcast out there. The other podcasts are kind of a, a, a sleeper or kind of a snore, you know, compared to us, man, because we're just going to freaking give it to you, man, and that's just what it is, man. So, you know, hey, uh, writers, like I said, you know, Chip Brown, that's my boy man and, and and those guys and anwar and everyone man but hey we we, we, we just gonna tell it you like it is you can't, it's you can't trust guys who who covered the team a lot and that's that's unfortunate uh but sometimes you know as far as information you can but as far as like try to tell me that breck and hager play good i just i just can't deal with that but we'll move on we'll move on past this ou thing and i'm, I'm not mentioning i've said it a hundred times i'm not mentioning hager anymore that's, i mean that's we, have to, we, we have to, we have to, we have to, to 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 uh say you know uh before we move on, I just want because people were, and I just want to kind of get your opinion on this. We touched on this uh, before the show started, but you know, uh, people were saying, you know, that that the offense 
was the uh, yeah. the, the the Achilles heel. I, 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 I quote, well, I tweeted that the seniors have been the Achilles heel of this team all year, and I mean that's I I stand by that. You know, and I I think I don't think the only anyone... senior the only senior who can come out and say I had a really good season. Uh, Outside of Calvin Anderson, I think he did a good job. I like the transfers. I think Watson and Calvin Anderson gave you more than you could expect. Right. But the only seniors, and Andrew Beck was fine, too. Andrew yeah, Beck was fine. Beck, did Beck had, a, had a good did season. A great yes, job he did. Locking. Yes, he did. But the only seniors, like senior, senior, that uh, two, two seniors can come out and say, I had a damn good season, and that's Gary Johnson and Charles Aminahu. Yeah. Other than that, and Charles you got to be a little on. disappointed. And, and, and Charles came on late, man. But shout out Charles Minico. We did get on him early on in the season, man. We wanted to see a little more aggression from him, man. And uh, and he did. He came on, you know, uh, midway uh, through the season, man. And uh, you know, he was getting back there and trying to apply pressure. Uh, again, man. You know, but but this offense, and we we can't say. I'm not you know, blaming the offense. About, I watched that well, game. That, that's like, what I'm saying. Oklahoma a lot of people are it. blaming the offense because but, they feel this is the you thing. know well. Oh, you you know you. you Mean to tell me that Kansas Texas is only going to put up 20, put 27. Yeah, you know, only, only 27 points on the OU defense. Let me tell you something. If you understand anything about football in general, it is hard. And it's not like uh, OU is a team that just totally sucked, that Texas just could totally dominate. I mean, this team is in the college football playoffs for a reason. They got a Heisman Trophy winner at, uh, uh, at quarterback for a reason. It is very hard to beat a team twice, people. It's hard to beat a team twice. And a good team with a high-powered offense, yeah, again, Texas had the momentum early on in the game or whatever. It was some, you know, plays uh, that Sam left out on the field that, that we could have capitalized on or whatever, but but Texas actually wind up going up in this game whatever. We needed the defense to show up. We needed the defense to hold. It didn't help that Chris Boyd uh, was out there getting beat, man. He had 45 yards in penalty. It didn't help that Again, you know, Brick and Hager, man, you know, uh, makes a, a dumbass penalty, you know, uh, right before the halftime or whatever. So it was things that Texas did to shoot their step in the foot. But don't say that the offense, it was the offense problem for only putting up 27 points or whatever because the offense was pretty much scoring with them. When it came time for us to, to uh, make stops and Texas needed stops, the defense did not come through with the stops that they could have made. And I actually thought, I thought the defense was, was alright. I mean, the defense, the defense, they, they hung in there. Oklahoma just played better. Look, I mean, you can say it was the, the second fewest points that Oklahoma's allowed, but just, just watch the damn game. It was a different Oklahoma team. It was a different situation. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and bash the offense either. Well, I, I wanted to just bring this point up right quick, man, because I kind of wanted to bust your balls on this, man. Uh, uh, what way to uh, do this? You were sitting up there and you were saying, you know, hey, uh, I just can't wait, you know, for Charlie Strong guys to go yeah, and to leave. And a lot of people commented on that, man. It was, you know, uh, uh, com- you know, kind of taking shots uh, at you. And I, I just tweeted the fact that if, if you're going to go as far as saying that, like, and I understand it, if, if you would have said, I'm tired of the defensive guys, you know, uh, from the Charlie Strong era, then I could agree with that. But you have to understand, Sam Ellinger, and, and whether Sam was coming to Texas or not, regardless of who the coach was, the fact of the matter is that he's a Charlie Strong recruit. But he never the played for thing. him. He never played for him. So I don't oh. count, I don't count Sam. I don't, I don't want guys who are in the locker room with okay, Charlie Strong. And I know, I know your guy, I know your sons are Charlie Strong guys, but that's the difference, bro. Like with me and you, I tell you my opinion regardless, because you yeah. know, you know how that is. I don't want anything to do with these Charlie 
necessarily strong guys that played in the locker room. But, but, but you can't. But, you can't but, but that's what I'm saying. You can't say that, okay? Because we're moving on to we, again. If you would have said that defensively, I totally would agree with you. But when you say Charlie Strong guys, you have to put them all, you know, kind of uh, 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 in a circle together and and. Colin Johnson and uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey, uh, they both, you know, were Charlie Strong guys as well. I'm I'm fine with those guys. Those guys have, have kind of bought in. They didn't really play that much for Charlie Strong, but I guess there are exceptions to it. But the further the further away from the Charlie Strong thing, uh, I can get the better. And the two guys, the two motivations for saying that obviously are the two guys that we've mentioned more than anyone on this podcast. Uh, the uh, number two who went at it with Emmanuel Acho, and number forty four who can't tackle and 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 tweets. That's that's those are the main those are the main Charlie Strong guys. I'm I'm. T- talking about when i say that but yeah i'm done i'm done i'm done with that era man like i'm just really i'm just really ready to move on but i don't consider sam a charlie strong guy just because he never really played for him but, so. okay let, let me ask you this moving forward on to next year and i know you know again we'll get into the uh uh you know the upcoming bowl game uh with, with georgia but you know just talking about that okay so you know hey the, the, the Charlie Strong guy era, you know, so to speak, is pretty much over with. Uh, you know, new regime. Again, we like the trajectory of this Texas team and, and where they're going. But and I'm not going to sit here and talk about lose. high school kids either. So but, if y'all want, if y'all want to get like a recruiting update, go go look at some creeps who 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 hound these kids. As soon as they as soon as they commit to Texas, we can take a look at them. But I'm not going to sit here and break down high school kids. We well, draw we draw a line in the yeah, sand. We, on yeah, that. We, yeah, we don't we don't get into. I mean, you all tell of me that, who's you know, coming, and then we'll look at it but we're not going to sit i'm not going to get in these kids business and i'm not even i'm not going to mention high school kids names uh, out of my mouth yeah uh, we, that, i just don't think that's right we don't do that here on the, on the 41 acres man my 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 point was just uh asking you know posing the question to you because the charlie strong era you know is pretty much over with and, and those guys are, are, are gone now uh or after the bowl game they'll, they'll be gone basically so uh, where, where does Texas go from here? I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of young guys, uh, you know, next year, uh, you know, probably some red shirt freshmen or whatever, some guys that hadn't really touched the field this year. So my question to you is, do you see Texas, uh, getting better next year or do you say Texas are uh, possibly taking a, uh, a, a step back this year? Cause I mean, we can even make the, the case that people have honestly, uh, caught up to Tart Orlando's defense, man. Yeah, I mean, de- this, this wasn't the same defense that we saw Last year, that was uh, you know, uh, trying to be pretty dominant or whatever. I mean, we seen spurts uh this year, but but nothing that I feel like was really consistent to say that you know, Todd Orlando just really has have these guys out there dominating uh their opponents. Well, I'm not worried about it because I think I think they're going to get talent. You know, they 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 brought in two impactful guys out of out of JUCO, so I'm I'm sure they're going to do that. Uh, it all starts with the quarterback. Like you know, guys can get experience, and at the end of the day, the guys that Tom Herman recruits are going to be going to be talented guys but i mean you just look around the rest of the conference i mean west virginia is losing will greer uh, and they're losing their best players on offense oklahoma is going to lose kyler murray to baseball uh, and they're going to lose uh, a lot of those offensive that offensive line that we saw dominate uh number 44 and everybody else uh and then oklahoma state's going to have to start with a new quarterback so i mean you just look around the conference as a whole texas tech's going to have a new have a new coach so I mean, if you just look around the rest of the conference, and especially if you look at the guys that could be returning, the Humphreys, the Colin Johnsons, uh, and then, you know, maybe Ingram takes that next step. 
I think they're going to be in pretty good shape next year. I think I, I like I like where things are at, but Todd Orlando is definitely going to have to do a better job next year. I think it just starts with that front seven. You're going to have to get guys who can get after the quarterback, but and, it's going to be a lot easier to get after guys who aren't Will Greer and aren't Kyler Murray. But and, you got and, LSU, you got LSU early next year too, so that'll yeah, be an right. Interesting and, test. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, offensively, yeah, we're going to be one of the better teams in the country offensively. I'm not even worried about where Texas is going offensively. Again, Ingram, you know, being in the backfield and him, you know, having a year experience under him coming into our next season. Uh, you know, the guy already sees the hole very well. We know that he can find the hole. He can get explosive downfield. Uh, you know, we've talked about LJ and, and, uh, and, and, uh, Colin, Colin you know, Duvernay's at, coming at, back. At, at nauseum, you know, Duvernay's coming back. So Birds I mean, his offense back. is going to be, yeah, out. but, but now we can't, we can't jump the gun because you and I, we've had our opinion. You know, Deontay was on here. He had his opinion as well about these guys coming back, man. But let's be honest with you, man. Uh, you know, we still have a couple of weeks to, to figure out if these guys are actually going to come back, man. I mean, I haven't heard them say definitively that, yeah, I'm going to come back for this season or whatever the case may be. Of course, we agree that if they did come back, their their uh, uh, draft stock would, you know, would, about would Colin grow. And LJ, and, yeah, right? uh, Colin and LJ, If absolutely. those guys don't come back, then they'll be they'll, they'll they'll be doing something outside of football for the next in, in 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 a few years because they aren't ready. Like that's I, I don't I don't sit here and tell guys that you shouldn't come back if if, if you're not ready. Like I think Malik Jefferson could have used another year this year, and he's he has struggled at the NFL level. I thought he could have used another year of being the showcase guy on a defense and carrying a team and being a leader. I thought Malik uh, could have come back this year. Connor Williams had no issue with it. Uh, that was fine. A, a lot of guys who left last year, I think if if these guys this year, and, and I'm talking about Colin and, and Lil Jordan, if they can learn from those guys and see that those guys didn't get drafted when they would hoped, I'm talking about I'm talking about Holton, uh, and I'm talking about Deshaun Elliott, who were who are hanging around but didn't get drafted where they want to go, they need to learn from that because they're, these guys are not, they're not ready for the NFL. Well, they're going to be players one day, but they need one more year of college. I, I agree with you. Uh, touching on the Holton Hill uh, uh, situation, he he really kind of shot himself in the foot. We won't get into details with that, but, I mean, he just did dumb you know, to say the least, man, that, that, you know, and I feel like Minnesota got him as still, I mean, he still starts, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. So I feel like, you know, Minnesota got him as a steal. I mean, this was a guy that was actually projected to be, uh, a second round, maybe high third round, uh, type guy. And that's and a different situation because Lil J you know? and, and, and Colin, by most accounts, are good kids. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, but these kids, these two but guys the aren't, they're Elliott's not going, and, you know, guys yeah, like that. Dumb. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't live up to, uh, uh, and even Malik, Malik. Yeah. Malik, happy to go right, in the second round. Right. He thought he was a first round pick. Connor Williams thought he was a first round pick. He went in the second round. Like your draft stock's going to be interesting. And I just don't think I don't think LJ and Colin are going to be first, second, third round picks. Like I, I really don't. Not, I, not if they came out, out no, this year. No, I, we'll, we'll agree on, on that, all. man. We'll I, leave that I think there. They need and, to come uh, back. You know, if they 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 come back, man, those guys will. Uh, they'll take it to yeah, another level. They'll take it to another level. They'll develop. And, their body's still going to develop. Absolutely, they'll be bigger absolutely. And they'll be able to do it. And I want to see more little Jay uh, running the Wildcat and everything too to maybe take the take the load. Off Sam, we've talked about that. So moving on bit. to this to this uh, Georgia game, you know, you you want to go there? Is there anything else you want to yeah, say yeah. about this the, Georgia uh, game, man? Like, I, I don't feel I feel like it's going to be closer than people think, just because I think bowl games are are extremely fluky, and I think Tom Herman's pretty good at preparing uh, for for these games when you give him a month or so. I mean, he's you, you saw him last year against Missouri when all these guys did decide not to play in the bowl game, they ended up beating Missouri. You saw him at uh, at Houston, they beat Florida State one year. Like when he has a long time to prepare for these bowl games, uh, he typically plays pretty good. 
good. This is going to be the most talented team that they faced. We saw what Georgia did when they when they competed with Alabama. A lot of people think they probably should have won. won. Yeah, but absolutely. My thing is, I, I think that it's going to be a closer game. I don't know if we really need to break it down too much since we have a few weeks, so we can actually get more and more into it as right. the, as the time comes. But I think it's going to be a little bit closer than than people expect. And, and this is the thing about that, that that really drives me freaking nuts is you have the SEC and everybody talks about the SEC, the SEC. No doubt that Alabama, LSU, uh, you know, all, all the, those are the, those are elite teams. But, but they're top heavy. But but bro, you know how top heavy it is. Yes, bro, Georgia it, is going to play. Georgia is going to play Texas uh, in about a month. They've already played Oklahoma. They've already played TCU. And in the seven years that Texas A and M has been in this conference, they've never played. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Seven years wow. of being in the same conference, and they've and never, you've played. never you know what? played that, Georgia. That's, that's actually pretty good, bro. Because I didn't even think of that, bro. And you know what? You got Texas, they have you, not played Texas, Georgia, OU, and TCU. They played will more have Big all played. Teams, yeah. Will have all played Georgia before Texas A and M. And, and that, but I've been t- I've been saying this. Like that's asinine, bro. It, it is asinine, and that's a nine, that's a ten, that's eleven. And then whenever, and the funniest thing is whenever Georgia and Alabama play in the in the national championship or whatever you got some numb nuts uh from texas a&m not all of them sitting there chanting sec you've never even played this squad you've never even, you've never even seen them you seven know, years man i get that there's 16 teams but seven years and you haven't played a team in your conference when, when, when you talk about sec teams man and sec uh, conference i mean and people obviously equivalent uh, uh is a though they say it is a, an equivalent to uh, uh they're better prepared uh going into the NFL you come from the SEC is the most dominant conference or whatever well, basically true, but i mean it's but, alabama but, but, alabama's but, but, the ex- dominant ex- alabama alabama's the if, dominant if, if you look at the one thing about the big 12 and people can argue you know well hell the big 12 don't play defenses or uh, defense and so on and so forth the big 12 put up points and what i love about the big 12 is the fact that it's actually around robin man that we actually play every Everyone in our conference. So when you have a Texas and Oklahoma playing for a Big 12 championship that we finally got a chance to see again this year, then that means something. That means that both of these teams deserve to be there. We, again, to Landry point, when you have a uh, Georgia years, team bro. that's been in the, 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 seven, uh, years, in seven years and you've never played Texas seven A&M, bro, years. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy, man. So the SEC, yeah, cool, whatever, but you guys are top heavy, man. Let's I, it's probably it's probably about what four teams that we can say that might just be dominant. I mean, Kentucky had a decent season. Yeah, but they're in that SEC East too, where where you're not playing as many teams. Exactly. So this is this is a situation. Crap about the SEC, man. If someone if 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 someone was born, if 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 a child was born the day that A and M joined the conference right now, he's seven years old. Is going into second or third grade, and A and M has never played Georgia, but they've played. They will have played Texas, OU, and TCU. It's 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 absolutely insane. But speaking of SEC and speaking of Big Twelve, and don't don't twist our words here. Don't sit here and act like we're saying that the Big Twelve is better than the SEC. I will say this. Oklahoma would be one of the, the the second or third. Texas has been down, so we're not going to sit here and say that they're not anywhere anywhere near where they need to be. But 
Oklahoma would be a top three team in the SEC all every year the last ten years. So don't sit here and like act like if if LSU came and played Oklahoma every year that they would win. Like Oklahoma's been elite, and I think Oklahoma has an opportunity to beat Alabama. I think it's going to be a lot closer Man, than people I, I, think. I, I, I think I'm, it's going to be a lot, I, lot, you know, lot closer than people I, think. I actually was thinking about that a uh, lot. You know, uh, watching the college football playoffs and when it was uh, announced, and again, uh, Georgia had had. Um, Alabama man in, in a stronghold man. Shout out to my boy Jalen Hurts man to come in man and, and kind of do what what Tua did to him. You know, <laughs> you know to say the least, man. But for he him lost to come the Heisman and, last week. For him to Tua come lost back, the Heisman. Well, well, he, he did, but I mean, let, let's be honest with you, Kyler Murray, uh, definitely man. When you look at what he had to do with this Oklahoma team man and coming back and avenging the the uh, loss to Texas uh, early on to two the season, which is their only bro. lost two straight transfers. Then he he comes in and uh. And I mean, just really kind of dominated, you know, college football uh, this season, man. I had no problem with uh, with Kyler Murray. As Props a matter of fact, he, he was he was man. my pick actually uh, uh, to win the. Uh, uh, I mean, because when you look at at A and M, I'm sorry, when you look at uh, Oklahoma's defense. You know, Kyler Murray had to make plays to make up for the lack of uh, uh, defensive effort. And you know that who had Oklahoma to feel like the biggest there, jackass man. during championship Saturday, Kevin Sumlin. I mean, you had this cat sharing time with Kyle Allen instead of just letting him develop. Yeah. Like, you, you, you had this dude playing musical chair quarterbacks and lying to both of them when you had Kyler Murray on your campus. Like, you gotta, you gotta feel kinda like a moron. At least Cliff Kingsbury, who let Baker Mayfield get away, had Pat Mahomes. Right. So, I mean, it's understandable. Like, you didn't, it's not like you had a dip off at quarterback, but you lost because you couldn't handle the quarterback position. They both end up transferring. Kevin Sumlin had to have, uh, been drinking himself into oblivion. I, I think that he, you know, Rode the Johnny Menzel train a little too long. Well, he could have rode it more with, with Kyler. Well, I mean, Kyler, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, well, that's, know, a, that's, 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 a, that's a better. That's a better version of Johnny, right there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I totally thought. agree it's with you. That's, that's yes, exactly what that yes, is. He's absolutely. a he's a better version of uh, Johnny. But props to Kyler Murray. It's going to be interesting. But, Texas and Oklahoma right now are carrying the flag for the Big Twelve because if, if if they can both win their bowl games, uh, then you know you, you talk about this as, SEC as, stuff. It's going to be interesting as well as it should be, man. I mean, here's the bottom line, man. You don't have a Big Twelve. Uh, uh, um, you don't have the Big 12 being as uh, elite or, or people talking about the Big 12 as much, man. But when you have Texas, uh, uh, you know, still has being to okay. grow, still has to, you know, get back there or whatever. And then you have a, an elite uh, Oklahoma team. These are the two teams that carry the Big 12. So to have them uh, play again in the Big 12 championship, uh, you know, and, and, and having, you know, that type of game, man, it still was, was an awesome game to watch, man, 11 o'clock kickoff. So when you have Texas and Oklahoma being uh, 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 Oklahoma being at its best in Texas. Well, Texas is rising, but I'm saying for, for both of them to be in the Big 12 championship, it means something for the Big yeah, 12 it's, moving it's, forward. It's better man. than watching West Virginia or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure, no, but we'll get, no doubt. We'll get more into we'll get more into this. Uh, we're we're going to put a bow on this. Uh, a little bit of news. Looks like Stearns is going to play in the bowl game. Uh, Tom Herman will have a, a full squad against Georgia as of right now. Well, uh, no one can afford well, to sit out, yeah, man. Who's going to sit? I was surprised by some of the guys that set out last year. Quite honestly, so I don't, I don't really. Yeah, know but, but at least those guys that. had NFL, uh, 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 you know, kind of uh, NFL grades or, for the combine. They, they, they got, they got NFL grades or whatever. But I mean, who's? I mean, let's just be honest with you, man. Hey, who? Who's really on this team, man, that can really afford it? I mean, Chris Boyd. You know what I'm saying? Who's probably the most? 
if you want to say polarizing, you know, uh, pro figure, prospect. yeah, you know, pro spot, uh, prospect or whatever. But I mean, he can't afford to sit out his game, bro. He, he has some work to do, bro. Yeah, he needs to play to as much as he needs to play. So with, 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 uh, with, with Orlando coming back, you know, with this defense and, and I'm still picking George obviously to win this game. I just think the, the, you, you know, their got, offensive line is going to dominate our defensive yet, line. You got to pick that. Yeah. You, I'll give you some time to think about it. You, you can let that, that marinate a bit, but we're, we'll get a little bit more, uh, into that. Uh, it's been a fun season. It's been a fun time. We're going to keep it going in the off season, but again, we, we're not going to sit here and give you and, and break down high school kids. That's just, that's just really not, not what we do. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's the 41 acres with Landry and Day Day. Past episodes, we might have a best of for you for Christmas. Uh, we've had Chris Del Conte. We've had Vince Young. We've had Rod Babers. We've had Eric Metcalf. We've had Clarence E. Hill. We've had John McClain. We've had Brian Robinson. Uh, we've had a lot of guys on. So Deontay check out Foreman. Deontay, Deontay Foreman. Foreman. I don't know. Again, I just don't know how you did that. We've had, we've had Deontay Foreman on. My man Derek just, just pulling some strings. Who, by the way, activated. Congratulations on that. We'll see how, we'll see how that goes. I see, I see you're about to rock the dad jersey. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Does I mean, that help you pull tail in the parking lot, by the way? Rocking the dad, the Deontay dad jersey. Does that help you? Um, does it help me? I mean, it doesn't hurt I mean, you, does yeah, it? Well, no, people, I mean, people, you know, come up to me and just, you know, give them well wishes and saying, you know, how awesome he no, is. I and they can't him wait to, you pull, man. To That's all I'm asking. Oh, my, 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 my poor boy, you know. I know I mean, you need all the just, help you can just, get. Bro, just I know me, you need me, all the me, help you can get. who I am, bro. You know what I'm saying? People show me love anyway, bro. I don't need Deontay, you know, to walk around. Hey, Deontay, I just said help. I just said help. I didn't say, I didn't I say anything. Love, I'm just asking. They love me around here, I'm man. Just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to see. Does it help, man? Not does it, I, 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 I know it can't hurt. I'm just asking if it helps. I'm, I'm worried, you, you, I'm worried hey, about my man's love life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my love life is fine. <laughs> hey, but you, you you know who have have been awesome, man, who, who's been awesome, and uh, uh, we'd be remiss not to, to mention everyone, man, uh, that has subscribed uh, to our podcast, man. Everyone that listens to our podcast, everyone that has, you know, given uh, a comment about the podcast to Landry good and good, uh, or good, good or bad, man. He, we, he, we don't mind. He gets in his mentions. I don't care. Like he's telling me what people. I don't. I don't. I don't read that stuff most of the time. So, I read it, man. Know, I, 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 I want to read. You know why? You know why? Because unlike Landry, because he's in I his feelings actually, like Drake. I actually, <laughs> unlike Landry, I care about the fans. I care about what you guys have to say. I you care know? about. People. I care about the people, but I, I ain't sitting here arguing with my mentions like my man but, Derek. No, shout out, you know, my, my man Landry Locker, man, uh, again, man, it's, it's been great. I mean, you know, this is not a, a goodbye nah, or anything, still obviously. Going. You know, we're going to keep, keep We're going to preview the bowl game. Uh, but, you know, he, he's been great, man. And, and for him to, uh, nah, you've been, you've been you doing know, a good job. For man. him to, to, to come in, man, and, and, you know, we, he hit me up this summer, just, you know, um, a little, uh, caveat on the story, man. He, he hit, he hit me this summer and was just like, you know, hey, man, I think it would be great to do a Longhorn podcast with you. And I was like, you know, hey, that seemed like a pretty cool idea. And then, you know, we just kind of, you know, uh, through text messages, kind of, you know, start throwing ideas out there or whatever. But, you know, what, what he's been able to, to do, man, and the guests that he's been able to, uh, to get on the show, man, and, uh, you know, the awesome people so sentimental, man? that he's been around. Huh? I mean, right no, now, I'm, I'm just showing you love, you man. Just let, let, letting the letting the, the the fans know, man, how this whole thing went down, man. No, just I went let down them know because that I it's you, not, bro. yeah, it's not one thing. Like it's it's not just a loud. Like my man is uh, very, very, very uh, passionate and loud. 
and sometimes I think he gets a little crazy on Twitter, but <laughs> beneath it, there's actual substance as to what's going on in the games. It's this guy needs to step it up, or this guy needs to step it up, or they need to improve the play calling and stuff. So beneath it is is really where it's at. And I, you know, you've never you've never been behind a mic. Uh, in this capacity before, so you know you're only developing, you're only getting better. But I feel like there's a lot of people who you know originally expected this to be just a 100% bash session or something like that. We wouldn't have lasted with that, and that's no. why this podcast is going to be going for a long time because we're 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 gonna get we're gonna watch the games, we're gonna give you insight to the games, we're gonna bring some credibility with the guests, and. We're going to be a representation of what real Texas Longhorn fans are talking about, and we're going to tell you uh, what you need to hear, what you, what you what you what 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 you're thinking, what your eyes are telling you. We're not going to tell you what the coaches or the PR people tell you that we need to say. You're never going to hear that 44 had a good season here. I can promise you that. And again, that's the last time I promise. Not even mentioning this number. That's the last time I mention him. I I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, uh, you guys are great, man. Yeah, y'all y'all are the best. We appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, some great episodes. We're gonna have. Have a best of. We're going to get ready for this bowl game. But just like we say every time when we get out of here, let them know, Derek. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Again, we thank you guys so much for showing the love that you guys have shown. Uh, we're looking forward to the bowl game, man. Um, even though I don't give them a chance in hell, it's still, it, it, it's still hook them, man, all day, every day, man. Y'all know what it is, man.